All right, Barker, let's get to the matter at hand. What's Mason McCoy doing up here if he's not on third base in that situation? That's a great question. I I, I think the only person that I, looked to me like wasn't thinking that was John Snyder. Like, I, I I have no idea. Like, Alejandro Kirk, all, all of a sudden, he's a speedster. I got it. I, can, he, can he run faster down the line? I, I've never seen it. I don't understand it either. I, there, there's parts of the season where you can point the finger, and it's obvious for me this is one of those po- spots where, I mean – if Brandon Bell is not available, who cares? It's not like Alejandro Kirk's wearing it out. August has got two RBIs. Like what? I the, know. Who cares? It's it's like you you take your runs when you can get them, especially when your team is having trouble scoring them. And I just don't get it. And oh, by the way, did anybody see Kevin Bishio trying to steal third base with yeah the leadoff hitter in a three zero count? Yeah, bizarre. What is going on? I don't understand what it's happening. Yeah, uh, it is uh, Blue Jays talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. Uh, A confused Jeff Blair. Probably not a confused Kevin Barker, but a confused Jeff Blair. I know that's kind of my default position. 5-4, the Jays losing to the Washington Nationals. Um, You know, uh, two and three in five games against the Guardians and the Nationals with the season on uh, on the line for the Blue Jays. I mean, look, they're shorthanded. No Bo Bichette. He's on the I.L. No Matt Chapman. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to begin here. What Kevin and I were talking about uh, in the eighth inning, um, a run in on a wild pitch. You've got a a guy behind the plate in K. Burt Ruiz who's just not a very good defensive catcher right now. You've got a runner in third base. You need runs. You you, (laughs) – I mean, you're just you're not scoring a lot of runs. It's Alejandro Kirk. You brought a guy up today in Mason McCoy because he can do one thing: he can steal bases for you. And you you leave Alejandro Kirk at third base. You get a uh, a double play, an eight-two double play. You know, Jacob Young, the center fielder, young center fielder. I'll tell you what, I was with actually beside the Nationals beat core beat writers when that play happened and they both you know one of them mark just looked at me like that they had no idea what the hell was going on i it was just a brutal loss um and uh i mean you can't i I hate to say this but you cannot manage alejandro kirk's lack of foot speed on a lineup that's got very few people hitting you just yeah. can't. Like, I can yeah, find I, me somebody. I can find me somebody to roll over to the right side of the diamond, yeah, who's fast, right? And um, yeah, yeah the base, mean, it was a, it was Jeff, a tough they, loss. They had the bases loaded with with nobody out. With your two, three, four coming up, and they got one run. Like you, yeah. Uh, you, On look, a fielder's choice. It, it, yeah, yeah. Well, how many times we've seen Vladdy roll over something to the left side of the infield? It, yeah, like it's just look, I. <laughs> I mean, today is just, it's very, it's a tough, it's a, sometimes I think it's one of those games where it's just a tough watch. Brios is due for a couple of those right. in and out starts, right? Where just the release point's not there. Get two whiffs tonight. Yeah. Get two just, whiffs uh, tonight. Yeah, it just wasn't there. Like it was, you could tell he, he was searching for things. He's been searching for things in August. Like he's due for one of those months yeah. where just mechanically thinking, 
you know, he's out there. Like, he's trying to grind through it and give him everything he's got, right? The the lefty hit a home run off a good fastball. The mm-hmm. righty with the two-seamer, that's a ball that most good right-handed hitters should all hammer. They did hammer. It's sort of that's the way the month's going for Barrios, but man alive. Like, bases loaded, nobody out with two, three, four coming up. You get yeah. one run. Like, sometimes you just no excuse for it. No, and uh, that is the case tonight. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Let's get to the phone lines. A lot of folks have a lot to say. No surprise. Josh and Bowmanville, you're our leadoff hitter, or I guess our leadoff caller. Good day, good day, gentlemen. How are you doing? Uh, I've seen better baseball games in my life. Yeah, we spoke. Uh, well, I've been I've been talking. We spoke in uh, late May about runners in scoring position, and we thought that would uh, dissolve. One for itself. eleven tonight. Yeah, that's not that bad, right? We can win uh, World Series with us. <laughs> my question. Yeah, if the one's guys, a grand slam. Exactly to my point. My question here, guys. All respect to Dan Shulman, best in the league by far. We're we're we're, we're so lucky to have him. But when he says we're going to the bottom of the ninth. Hopefully, Babe Schneider can get up the plate. And, yeah, he strikes out. I get it. You know what I mean? But then Vladdy comes up. This is our guy. We've invested more money into this team than the history of our organization. He can't even get one into the into the grass. My question to you guys, we're sitting here. You know, okay, maybe we, we sneak in, but let's face it. We don't sneak in. Are we going to keep going with the core of Vladdy and Bo? Or do we wow. try and dish one of these guys? In my opinion, you don't dish Bo. He's a little league the past half, almost three years, his average. The Adishbo, or sorry, Vlad, and you know what, this isn't working? Because I'm sitting here tonight, guys, and he comes up, and it's just like, how many times do we have to see this? And maybe it's a bad year. Maybe it's a bad year. But if this is our core, and this is our window, and this is the team on paper, and it's not working, are we going to do the same thing next year and hope it works? Listen, I, I appreciate the call, man. I cannot believe we're having this discussion on August 29th, and I'm not criticizing you because I've found myself thinking about this for the past month or month and a half. Um, <laughs> I, Josh, uh, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I, I think if this team doesn't make the playoffs with this type of pitching, and frankly, until this point in the season, very almost disgustingly good health, if this team can't make the playoffs, I I mean, I think you need to do a real, a deep dive into this team. There are going to be changes automatically. Matt Chapman, I think we can say, is not coming back. I don't think Kevin Kiermaier will be back. I don't think Brandon Belt will be here. They've got a decision to make on Whit Merrifield. Vladdy and Bo are going to be here. Um, I'm not saying if it's me, I wouldn't not entertain a possible trade. But I don't think this front office will do that. And, um, Kevin, I don't know how you feel. But, again, this is this is coupled with that playoff loss to Seattle. This is this is this has been this team's this team's really disappointing. This team is it, it's if, if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to have been a tough, tough 12 months for Blue Jays fans. Yeah, I think it's how Vladdy gets out for me. Uh, That's the tough watch, right? You talk about elite hitters. You talk about them mentally and physically. They should be able to make the adjustment quicker than the barkers of the world. The lesser hitters of the world have trouble with making in-game adjustments, and they tend to do the same thing over and over again. 
consistently when Blatty gets out, it's to the left side of the infield on the ground. I, I just don't understand why that is, right? I get it. He's got maybe some mechanical issues with the connection of the, the hands in the lower half. But, man, alive, this has been going on for five months. Like, it just didn't start happening the first day of August. This has been happening for almost five months now. It's, it is very confusing. Like, I, if he, I think everything we know, he's not hurt. I thought it was the first thing. Is he hurt? Is he trying to overcome? I'm almost at the something? point. I got to tell you the truth, Kev. I'm almost at the point where I'm hoping he's hurt. Because at yeah, least everybody... then at the end of the year, if I find out he's going to need surgery and something, I can look back and go, well, okay. But I was there. This is, I was on this the, is healthy, I was, Vlad. I was on the field Friday. I asked seven coaches. All seven coaches told me he was healthy. Look. Hayden and Belgrave, you're on Blue Jays talk. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing uh, we're doing Blue Jays talk after a five four loss to the Nationals. That's how I'll put it. <laughs> um, I just have a couple questions. Uh, first of all, I just want to get your opinion on if our starting pitching is uh, burnt out. Uh, I've noticed, like, I remember Kevin Gosman going seven, eight innings and Jose Barrios going deep into games, and it seems like they're going five innings and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I just want to get your opinion on that. Yeah, Thanks. listen, Aiden, I appreciate the call. I don't know if I'd use the phrase burnt out, but I'm thinking back to what Kevin Gossman said yesterday, and um, they've not had... They haven't been pitching with the lead a great deal. And I'm not making excuses for the pitchers here, but I look at what this pitching staff has kind of done, you know, what they've had to put up with, with the Manoa nonsense and the indecision surrounding him and, uh, you know, waiting for Hyunjin Ryu to come back. That's nobody's fault. But these guys have put up with a lot this year. They've logged a lot of innings with pitching either tied or, with no run support or, or just barely ahead. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I I wouldn't use the phrase burnt out. You know, I might – frustrated and tired maybe. Frustrated and tired maybe. Yeah, August – I don't blame them. They're averaging a little over four runs a game. Like, they, they understand that if they give up a two-run homer in the second and a three-run homer in the fifth, that game's probably over. Like, uh, that, that's basically where they're at. And having Kevin come out and say – that it's been a mental grind and, and, you know, every single pitch matters from the first pitch of the first inning to whenever they go out, yeah, they're grinding it. Like they're trying to make the perfect pitch. You could tell a little bit. I don't know about you, Jeff, but you could tell Jose was aiming some pitches. Yes, he was. Like he was trying to force it to go where he wanted to go because, you know, you're trying to limit damage and you're trying to keep dudes from scoring and, you know, you (laughs) – that's why you see him out there. I don't know about you, but when's the last time you could hear him actually verbally yelling and screaming at himself? No. Never. I've never no. heard that. And you could hear that tonight because they understand how, you know, if you give up a three-run homer in the fifth inning, that game's probably over. So, yeah, I think it's a – I said this on August 1st whenever they didn't do anything to bring anybody in to help the offense, that if I'm on the pitching side, I'm chapped. Like I've done my part, all the four the four man rotation and and making the adjustments they've had to make and carrying it and being the best rotation in baseball, be the best pitching staff in baseball, and nothing was done. And I'm sure there's some tension there. Like there's some, you know, oh, we're doing our part. Where are you guys at? And I look, I've been in big league clubhouses. I know how that is. Like you start 
there's starting to be some separation, right? You're in your corner, I'm in mine, and it's not a together kind of thing. And I'm and not that saying was, that's the I'm not saying that's the way it is because I'm not the clubhouse. But boy, sure got that feel to it. Well, I'll tell you what, and that was one of the issues behind Charlie Montoyo getting fired. Yeah, the club, the there was a fracture in that clubhouse between the pitchers and the hitters. Now, I'm not saying that they were throwing throwing, you know, they were thrown down at each other or anything like that, but um, yeah, there was there there was. There was definitely there was definitely some tension and and uh, I, I mean put yourself in put yourself in their position right now. I, they know what's going on. The pitchers know what's going on. Yeah, if I if I know they're scoring four runs a a game in August, you don't think they know that? This is John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, talking about the decision to leave Alejandro Kirk in the game in the eighth inning. Yeah, I mean, we were a little short. Uh, Brandon wasn't available. Uh, we had guys playing everywhere, you know, Biz at, sh- at short, Davis at third, you know, kind of a lot of moving parts. Um, tying run, yeah, we would have had a runner there. Um, down by two, no. Well, I mean, there's your explanation. I don't get it. But there's your explanation. Yeah. Brandon Belt's not av- – not Brandon Belt's not pinch running. I'm interested in, in Mason McCoy. Hell, I'm interested in putting Yusei Kikuchi in there as a pinch runner. Anybody but uh, having Alejandro Kirk on a third base. And I understand the philosophy. If it's a tying run, yeah. But, man, you got (laughs) – I mean, Kevin, you're not – if I'm John Schneider, I'm not expecting the tying run to come up at any point. I'm just not. I got a chance to score a run here. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, and remember, too, George Springer's coming up third in the next inning. If you're down a run, he could get it down and get it singing, party out front, tie the game that way. Uh, look, I'm I'm not in that camp, uh, especially when you're in August and you're having the issue scoring runs that they are, and you yeah. have the slowest dude on earth at third base. I Look, you take your chances. McCoy's here for a reason. If McCoy has to hit, he has to hit. I, no, I mean, I just the way it is. You've seen right. You, I mean, you've seen Alejandro Kirk all year. Is, is that a big drop off? I don't know. He's got 50 at bats in August. He's got two RBIs. It's not like you're breathing and can't wait to keep him in the lineup. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0595-4. Another gut punch delivered to the Toronto Blue Jays, this time by the Washington Nationals. We will take a break and come back and look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Because we got, I just don't know if I want to look at the out-of-town scoreboard because I'm, well, I'm looking at it right now and I see a whole hell of a lot of ugly, but we'll do it anyhow. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network. John, would, would that always be the way that you handle the pinch runner? Is that it has to be the tying run because that D8 spot wasn't coming up again and McCoy was there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way we're looking at it. You know, you pinch hit Barsh there, you're looking to do damage, you know, to try to take the lead and clip a homer. Um, you know, you never know. There's way, The game goes, you know, a lot, a lot of different ways to where, you know, crazy shit happens and you get into the 11th inning and that spot comes up and you want Kirky at the plate. So, um, yeah, yeah, kind of a general rule of thumb. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, you know, the odds of a medium-depth fly ball with an average-throwing outfielder and Kirky at third was probably last on my bingo card. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm not looking ahead to the 11th inning. And quite frankly, as I've said, based on what I've seen of Alejandro Kirk uh, this year, Alejandro Kirk rolling up to the plate in the 11th inning doesn't scream game over to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, John's Um, got a little bit more confidence in him than I think most do. 
yeah, I think John that that's that's a good way to uh, that's a good way to put it. Five four the Blue Jays losing to the Washington Nationals tonight. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Let's look at the wild card. Uh, no bueno, folks. The uh, Houston Astros beat the Boston Red Sox 6-2, to uh, which I guess is good only in that it puts the Red Sox even farther behind the uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, of course, Washington beating uh, Toronto 5-4. The Texas Rangers, they dusted off the New York Mets 2-1. And, uh, hey, this is good news. The Oakland Athletics are leading Seattle 3-0. That's what we're reduced to, fans. We're reduced to cheering for the Oakland Athletics. Talk about no hope. Uh, this is the wild card standings. The Tampa Bay Rays, they are 81-52. Texas is 75-57. and Houston is 76 and 58. The Jays are 72 and 61. Three back of the Astros in the loss column, four back in the win column. Um, yeah, and uh, the Astros, uh, one more game against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, I guess a little update. We, uh, we mentioned Brandon, uh, Brandon Belt was not available. John Schneider saying that he had lower back spasms, so he was not available. I'll go back to the phone lines in a minute. want to remind you that tomorrow's a 307 first pitch. Show Ali will host the Jays pregame show at 2 o'clock. The network game starts at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Mr. Barker and myself will be on the Sportsnet radio network and Sportsnet television after the Jays and Nationals game. Again, a 307 first pitch. Mark in Vancouver, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, it's going. Yeah. So look, I just wanted to ask about like earlier in the game. I you know I hear uh, Barker talk about it all the time, being ready for the fastball. And to me, the epitome of that is Davis Schneider. Okay, this kid comes up from AAA, and every time, not every time, most of the time he gets the fastball, he nails it. There's a bats earlier in the game, Springer, Vladdy, three, four, five fastballs in the middle of the zone from the starting pitcher tonight. And they can't handle that. I don't know what's going on with them, but like, like, do you guys know what's happening? They can't. They're not timing it up. Like, what's going on with these guys? Thank I'll you. Turn it, thanks, man. I'll turn it over to Barker. He's he's been in the batter's box. Yeah, I, I would always say that uh, the only way you're going to hit 97 is to look for 97. Uh, I, I, I saw I, Gore through 63 fastballs. You saw Witt was late on some fastballs. You saw Vladdy was late on some fastballs. George Springer was late on some fastballs. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a. It, sometimes it'll make you scratch your head. Like, why, why would I look for a dude slider if nobody else can hit it? Like, I, it's like I. No, we've talked. Uh, about you know, this. I, don't, it, it, I don't understand. The, the only. Oh uh, yeah, and like I got a better chance of hitting the one that's straight than I do the one that has nasty break to he's, it, he, and a dude that has over seven feet of extension. Yeah. Which means that the ball it's breaking and getting on you quicker, and it's just being ready to hit is nobody's fault but your own. And when you're not, you can't point the finger at the khakis or Ross Atkins or the manager or the hitting coach. You're the one standing in the box. You're the dude that's facing the lefty that's throwing 63 fastballs. Yeah, sooner or later, it's August. 
It's going to be September in like three days. I all of a sudden I think they're going to look like they're ready for fastballs one through nine. I I think yeah, what no, you're seeing is what you're getting. I think it is indeed, Billy and Markham. What's up, Billy? How are you, man? Guys, I'm 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 just in, in disbelief. Uh, you know, listen, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start earlier in the day. You know, Jeff, earlier in your career, you had on Mark Shapiro when he first took over from uh, Alex, and we were allowed to talk to him. And I think I was the only guy in Toronto that wanted Mark Shapiro here, and I wanted Ross Atkins, and I still do. But that garbage that I listened to this afternoon on your show from Ross Atkins, I, I just shook my head in disbelief and said, there's no way you can actually believe this. This is We are not all hockey fans here in Toronto. We're not this stupid, Ross. This was the most that this is the worst garbage I've heard come out of his mouth. I hear John Paul Morosi early in the morning on the morning show say something that I've said for a year and a half here that maybe it's time to trade our first baseman. Maybe that's the problem on this team. I would love to sit sit on on King Street with a bunch of our veteran players who've had a few pops in them and see what they really think about our first baseman. Again, I mean, yesterday, they pitched to him, and they put George Springer on. How mm-hmm. is this guy a superstar? I, I, I mean, and, and this is not a, this is not a, a call about Vladdy. Just, just forget that. Kevin, you said it perfect about Biggio. Biggio's out at third base if that's not ball four. Yeah. He, he, he's out at third base. Yesterday, Espinal swinging at a 3-0 and pitch. How about Danny Jansen, our last hope? The count is 3-1. and one. What have I tried to preach on this show a million times? You've got a zone a guy when you have the count three and one. Danny Jansen gets caught swinging at a splitter in the dirt. Is check that a swing three? yet? Is, 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 check swing, yeah. Is that yeah. a three-one pitch that you're looking for, Danny? You got to be looking middle in, and you've done it before and hit it out of the park, or at, le- at least let the next guy get on. I mean, let the next guy get a chance to win a game. Guys, I'm going to make this very simple. It comes down to the Texas series. It's going to come down to what we do against Texas. We've got to sweep them. I mean, we're still not out of it, but Texas is the weakest team left, and this Texas is the team we got to beat. But I'm going to, I'm going to end this call like this. You're not going to like this, Kevin. You're not going to like this at all. So uh, get ready to rip me, and I don't really care. John Snyder is not a good manager. He is not a good manager, and it's about time we get a veteran in there that doesn't go, go all the way to Seattle on his days off to pitch batting practice to his protege. He's probably right now rushing back into the dugout uh, to feed Vladdy with a fork and a spoon uh, with the postgame spread. This, this has just gone on too much, and John Snyder is not a big league manager. That's it. Later, fellas. Billy and Markham. We'll put Billy down as being undecided about about John Schneider. Kevin, do you want to handle that? I mean, um, I, I got to say this. I mean, about the uh, you know the interview with Ross Atkins. I mean, um, I've said this time and again. Um, Ross Atkins isn't the uh, most quotable GM I've covered. He's not the worst, least quotable GM I've covered. He's not J.P. Ricciardi or Alex Anthopoulos, but I've covered guys who are who are worse than that. Um, you know, Ross Atkins is never going to come up and back the back the truck over people. He's just not. That's that's not the way he's wired. That, quite frankly, isn't the way he got. Uh, isn't isn't how he got where he is. Um, you know, I, I 
as far as John Schneider goes, I mean, look, what I made this point when we were talking about that uh, yesterday about that botched uh, decision regarding the instant replay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it didn't end up really hurting the Jays. But my point is this. When a team starts scuffling, people start looking at decisions that weren't made, stuff that didn't happen. I can remember Buck Rogers being fired and people saying, you know, I knew Buck lost the plot when he pinch ran Otis Nixon for somebody and then bunted him over. What's the point of pinch ran running a guy who's got 40 steals and then bunting him over? Uh, People are like that. And I get the sense that tonight it's going to be one of those games people are going to look back and go, well, yeah, but remember the night when he left Alejandro Kirk on third base against the Washington Nationals? I, I, I... I mean, I listen, I hear what Billy's saying, man. I, I hear what Billy's saying. I like John. I happen to think he's a good manager. But I know other people don't feel that way, and I'm beginning to think I'm in the minority. Yeah, that that's fair. I think everybody has a bad night, but I will say this, and I think I am in the minority when it comes to blaming the players. John was not one for 11 with runners in scoring position. No. All right. You're right. Let's go to Russ in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to say after this one? First of all, I think you guys in the beginning of the show made a great point about, you know, you're talking about the pitchers and, you know, you know, when when, when one, one side of the ball is going well and the pitchers this year, you know, you can throw 82 pitches, the exact same 82 pitches, but when it's every game you're in is a 3-2 or 3-1 or, two, mm-hmm. you know, 4-2, it, it takes a much bigger toll on you mentally you know, mentally, and that's why in the playoffs, you know, every pitch they always say is like three pitches because, you know, it 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 just it's these pitchers have dealt with. They very rarely have laughers, and it's it's hard to go out there every night and know you have to be basically perfect because the team can't score. Now, you know, the frustrating thing is you look. You, we talked about under five hundred. Oh, great, we're going against Cleveland. We're going against Washington. Well, you're two and three. You look at Houston. You know who was the closest to you? They walked into Boston and won two games. So it's just, you know, I thought Tampa, you know, everyone spoke about Tampa falling off. The, the, oh, boy, the, were know, we wrong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they got all those injuries, and then they lose Juan DeFranco to his craziness. So, you know, I think the call before it said, right, I think Texas, I, I don't know what's happened to that team, but last night they barely beat the Mets. They got a two-out hit to win that game 3-2, and today they went 2-1 to so, you know that might be the weakest link, but you got to start winning ball games to to make that you know four game series mean something. So I'll be at the Rogers Center tomorrow. I'm going to fly in, watch them play, and hopefully something something turns around here because I, I can't believe we're saying the words they may not make the playoffs. It's it's just it, it's crazy, but it, you know it's I think it's starting to turn in a bit of a reality now if they don't really get their act together, and they better sweep Colorado and Oakland. And, I, and I'm not that type of guy. You can lose to anybody, but it's, it's that time of year. Four out of six is not going to do it against those two teams. you got to get terrible baseball teams. Go sweep them, okay? And, 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 and let's see what happens. But it just – I can't believe it anymore. I just – I can't watch it anymore. Russ, listen, I appreciate the call, and I'll tell you, Russ makes a good point, Kevin. I don't know about you, but uh... – if my pitchers are wearing down a little bit, you know where I don't want them going? I don't want them having to pitch in Colorado if my pitchers yes. are wearing down a little bit. And I think yes. that's something I, – I think that's a concern. 
Yeah, it's a thing. Like, they're going to have to adjust routines and, you know, they're going to have to lean on Kevin Gosman. He's from there. Like, figure out how to mentally grind through it. They're going to do it. They're good enough staff. They'll figure out ways to not throw as many breaking balls, throw more elevated fastballs, right? Make an adjustment because they're good enough to do that. <laughs> We're going to get back to that one for 11 with runners in scoring position. Be better at that. Like, that's where it starts. Be better. Key and Maple. Key and Maple, he got the last call. Take us home, my friend. Guys, what's that, huh? Playoffs. We'll talk playoffs? About playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? I just want to win a series. I gotta, <laughs> let me just get my Jim Mora, my inner Jim Mora out of there. Listen, I, I kind of agree with the last couple of callers. Like, the Texas series is where it's going to have to come down to. And, you know, we'll have to be within two games. If you win three out of four, you're within a game with a couple of weeks to go. So, um, my my call in is is just about uh, Schneider and Atkins, like everyone else. I mean, first of all, I was shocked when I heard the call up today. I mean, this was a perfect opportunity to bring up another bat, and you're br- going to bring up some kid who's probably going to be on the bench. He's only going to be there to maybe pinch runner playing defensively. And what happens today? He's perfect scenario to pinch run for the slowest guy. What did Berger say in the stadium in the city? What and. Mm-hmm. It, it basically cost us the game. The manager is not putting us in a in the position to win the game. And I listen. I get the players. They you know going one for eleven or whatever it was in scoring position is one thing, but you got to be able as a GM and a manager to put your best players out there. And the answer that Schneider gave when I was just listening to that and listening to Atkins this morning, like we got Tito D and Tito Dumb in our hands. I'm sorry. These are this is the worst worst manager i thought montoyo no we couldn't do worse than montoyo i i i honestly believe schneider we're talking about this every day every game why didn't schneider do this why didn't schneider do that we this has never happened i've never seen this in my life in 45 years of watching the jays never so i totally agree with what you guys were saying about the players having to hit for themselves but guys come on man atkins And Schneider, there's got to be some accountability here. And I don't believe they're going to let go of Schneider. And I don't believe they're going to let go of Atkins. 30 years of nothing. We haven't won anything in 30 years. And it's just a whole lot of fluff they're selling us. I'm just very frustrated. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, I think, Kevin, I think Gee speaks, you know, he speaks for a lot of people. I made made his point a little earlier. This is is hugely disappointing. I mean, I, I can't. I can't stress that enough. This is disappointing. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, uh, it's going to be one of the biggest disappointments past, I don't know, what, 10 years? I mean, the COVID year, you know, the COVID, COVID, it was an odd year. They gave it a go. They were in it until the last day. We uh, we, we know all about that. But um, And last year, I was disappointed in the outcome of the playoffs. But you know what? Sometimes team has to get into the playoffs take a step back to take a step forward yada yada etc etc i did not expect this this year uh, yeah, i did to... not expect that we would be sitting i thought we'd be sitting here saying you know what man they may they may not be able to win the east right they may not be able to win the east because baltimore's really good and tampa's there it's going to be a close fight and and now i'm looking at you know basically i mean i cannot believe i'm watching the texas Rangers. i'm watching the out-of-town scoreboard to see what the texas freaking rangers are doing I just can't. At no point this year did I think I'd be looking at, at the out-of-town scoreboard, you know, hoping for a miracle. Like three games is long. That's a that's a big haul. They got 29 games left. We'll see what they're made of. Yes. And I'm hoping that the answer isn't what I think the answer is going to be.
becoming more and more of a skeptic. The good thing is you get to do it again tomorrow. The better thing is that the 307 first pitch, Barker and myself will be on after the game. Show Ali with a, an hour-long pregame show at 2 o'clock. You don't want to miss that. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising, and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer on rust protection, visit crown.com today.